0: This is Authors' Alcove, where writers learn from writers. Readers get the inside scoop, and everyone learns something. An episode comes out every Wednesday where writers share their latest work. Every other Tuesday, where us writers get taught by such experts as editors, book cover artists, and marketing execs, and beyond. So grab a cup of coffee, and let's dive into our next book. There's alcove where word lovers meet. Today I have a children's book author, Mark McCraw—not McGraw, but McCraw. He is the father to four, and he's a grandfather to nine, and also author to eight published books. The most current being Brains Over Brawn. But before we get started, Mark, can you tell me a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, yes. Hi, this is Mark McCraw. I'm an Oklahoma children's book author. It's nice to see you, and thank you for allowing me to come on today. I have been writing since 2020. I've been in education for over 10 years, uh, working all the way from infants to college students. I have been in the Air Force and Air Force Reserve, corrections officer, uh, teacher, teacher's aide, migrant, head start, daycare. i have you know pretty much busy with the education and things like that. And so that was just been really busy. Uh, I d- decided to write children's books with using my education experience, uh, being able to use some of my uh, Air Force experiences and things like that. So that's, that's what's helped me write a lot of books is, is using those uh, experiences from my children and grandchildren and being an elementary school teacher. So I kind of delve those stories into there, as well as delving some of the stories that I've had as a child. And I kind of mix those up into the stories.
0: Awesome. So what inspired you to actually become a writer?
1: Um, Actually, what inspired me is I saw other people who were actually authors. So when I was a teacher's aide, I would see them coming in and stuff like that. And I always I wanted to ask them questions about, you know, what it's like to be an author. And uh, it wasn't until, you know, 15 years later that I decided to write books. And I had all these stories in my head. And I'm kind of the kind of person that I once I get a pre writing thing going, I have to start it right away. I can't wait until you know the next day because I will forget it so but that's how that's how I decided to start writing really is just as a life experiences really
0: your most recent book was brains over brawn and it's actually about bullying which I think is a very important topic do you mind sharing the inspiration behind that book
1: well, the inspiration uh, around that book came with a boy who had been bullied. He had moved from, uh, actually moved from Florida to New Hampshire. Uh, he was a southerner in a northern school. He got uh, bullied a lot because of his accent and uh, really just used some strategies to overcome the bullies because it was more than one bully. So Marcus actually goes through this this journey of not only having to deal with moving and dad getting a new job he also has to experience being bullied by multiple bullies, not just one, and how he overcomes all of this situation. Now in the back of the book, there's a lot of resources about you know, what to look for uh, as being, whether you're a bully or whether you're being bullied. It actually has resources uh, from stopbullying.gov that actually provides some resources on what kids should look for when that uh, bullying incidents occur. And it really talks about, you know, being in the fifth, the markets being in the fifth and the sixth and the seventh and sharing some statistics having to do with the bullying. And because it is such a big uh, deal, it actually starts even in kindergarten. But this basically focuses on the fifth and sixth and the seventh grade, mostly to help them kind of look for those those kind of things.
0: So this particular book is geared more for like, did you say fifth grade then?
1: Yes, fifth and sixth grade, and it talks a lot about uh, Marcus go through goes through a lot of, well, not only one being a bully and also feeling bad about it, but also being bullied. So he kind of goes through some life situations that, uh, you know, that he's experiencing along the way, and so that's the reason why this was put out is to share those experiences, and and to kind of have other children to look at this and say, you know what, this is exactly what's going on with me. You know, this is what. Uh, this is how I need to deal with it. So, it gives some resources for that that I think is very helpful for the, the students. So.
0: I really appreciate that you didn't just talk about him being bullied, but him also being the bully, because I think sometimes we don't even realize that we are being bullies. And I think that's a really good thing to make people aware. You know, it doesn't take a bad person to be a bully, you have to learn that's um, the skill of just being kind and treating people the way that they should be treated. I really appreciate that you have both those aspects in that book.
1: Yeah, and at um, first uh, I was going to leave that out. But I mean, I thought, no, why, why leave that out? Because, you know, they need to know both sides of the, the coin.
0: So when did you publish that book?
1: That was actually published about a week ago. And it's actually on Amazon. And I actually had a student at a school say, how come you don't have it in print? I'm like, I haven't got it in print because I haven't ordered it yet. I said, I just put it out on Amazon, you know. So, And so now it's making its way through Ingram Spark and, and, you know, making its distribution through the retailers and distributors that way as well. So uh, I've already seen that book overseas. I don't remember what country it was. I was looking on a website and it's already sold out. So I'm, I was excited about that.
0: So are you self-publishing or are you doing traditional publishing?
1: I actually self-publishing. I have used publishers. I've used uh, at least three of my books are actually published by one is Archway Publishing, which is my first book. Did you come on for lunch? And then I was just about and the toilet paper caper of 2020 was actually uh, from Palmetto Publishing in South Carolina. So I have used publishers and I also publish my own books and um, have people who are, you know, are vendors and things like that to help me with formatting and you know, the covers and things of that nature, but um, I kind of build a team of people that I kind of go back to almost all the time.
0: Do you have a preference of which way to do the traditional or self-publishing having done both ways?
1: Well, actually, I mean, I originally, when I first started, I thought I was actually doing traditional publishing and it wasn't until I went to a conference that I realized, you know, even though I paid for those to be published, um, it's still considered self-publishing. And so that was uh, an eye-opener for me because, you know, traditional publishing is difficult to get into. Um, And I think the reason why I started doing it this way is because a lot of businesses uh, that have independent stores, they want you to make sure you have a publisher or, you know, going through a distributor, they really won't talk to you in a lot of independent bookstores, if you just come in and hand them a book. So they want to make sure that they're dealing with publishers and distributors. And they're more willing to, you know, put your books in their store if you have those already on Ingram Spark or on A- Amazon KDP. And so that's really the the crux of it all is just having those those uh resources out there and uh, they're more willing to work with you on future book events and things of that nature because they know that that they're getting discounted. They know that the uh, that the books are in their system and uh and it's helpful for the customer. So
0: Thank you so much for sharing all that, because I'm not yet there where I'm doing self-published or published, because I'm still working on my first draft of my personal fiction book. I do do nonfiction, but that's, I feel like that's just a totally different world than fiction world. <laughs> so I want to talk back about your first book, Did You Come Home for Lunch. Can you share what inspired it and the themes that are in it? Because that one's more geared for kindergarten, first grade, did you say?
1: Yes, it's for the younger grade. It's it's based on a boy that's three years old, and he experiences his dad uh, going away in the military and not realizing that his dad had been gone a couple of weeks. He, you know, at that age they don't understand time, and so it's really about a reunion of mom and dad, or you know, in this case, dad um, going in the military and going away for a couple of weeks and coming back, and the little boy not realizing that you know, did you come home for lunch you know, he, he, that's what his first comment was. And, you know, just the innocence of a three-year-old. So, and that's how that came about is actually is a story who actually happened and how he dealing with his dad being gone and has a reunion at the very end. So, um, I think that's so important. It's kind of a, a group of children that mom and dads go away for a long time in the military but I also try to share with the ones that are not in the military, the children that their parents are not military, that mommy and daddy might be in the oil field or they might be on business away for a month or whatever. So I, I never leave them out. I always you know, ask the children, like, who is whose parents or uncles, grandmas, whatever, have been in the military? And then we talk about that. But then I also, on the other hand, don't leave the other children out as well and then just bring that up and say, you know, Regardless, that homecoming is so important, you know, that you're that you're hugging them and that kind of thing. So it's very important that on that particular market to to do that. And a lot of times I'll go out to uh, the local base, Air Force Base, and during the month of April, which is the, the, you know, the month of the military child and share some experiences about that. So
0: I like that you include others as well. People like children of pilots, even, even though it's only like a week or two that they're gone still. And then even businessmen who, are, who travel a lot. So I think that's a really important topic. So you have written eight books so far. What, would, what one would you say was the most fun for you to write?
1: I think the most fun was Babbling Betty. Babbling Betty is an alliteration book using the letter B. And it just had some real stories in there that um kind of juicy stories and uh, just kind of fun about a little girl named Betty who gets and she likes to read so she goes to the library and she gets a lot of books but she keeps getting in trouble in school because she's always babbling you know on the bus and babbling at home and and uh, so she's you kind of walks through the different kinds of places that she's babbling and how she gets over that and and it's kind of a really fun story at the end how it turns out so I'm not going to tell you all of it but but I will tell you it's fun and uh, I actually had another author say, you know, it sounds like when you read the summary to Babbling Betty, it almost sounds like you're reading a Dr. Seuss book. And I'm like, well, not, so, not Dr. Seuss, but it is, a, it is a tongue twister. And it's a book that if you're not careful, you can get lost in it if you don't take your time and listen real t- intently to it. And a lot of children, there they haven't really learned a lot of literary terms until they start getting up high in the higher, you know, elementary ed and, and on up. But uh, it kind of helps them say, hey, you know, it's like Peter Piper picked a peck of pickles, you know, that kind of thing. And and so they can kind of relate to it. And I said, it's just it was just so much fun. And I worked with an an, actually an illustrator on TikTok uh, named Artful Alley. And this was our first book that she illustrated. So I was excited about that and really turned out fun. So
0: it does have a cute little cover I did check because I was checking out that. Is that one a read-aloud then, I'm assuming?
1: Believe it or not, I've actually read that in December of 22. I actually read that on YouTube. And uh, in November of 22, I read several other books. So I have those out on YouTube where I do the read-alongs, and they're called Indie Read-Alouds. So I do those uh, frequently, and then I'm, I'm hoping to do another one pretty soon to share you know, some of the other books that I have. I'm, I'm hoping to do The Problem Is, which is an, a book that my granddaughter was put out in April. And that one actually was bought in Australia three weeks after it was on the market. So I was excited about that. And so I just, I enjoy writing these books. They're just very therapeutic. Somebody the other day says, you know, every time that you talk about your books, you know, you have a smile on your face and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, you know what, when I go to the VA, my blood pressure is a lot better because I talk about my books, (laughs) but it's just, it's, it's a, it's a therapy thing for me. It really is. And it's just rewarding. It's not about the money. It's, it's really about making a difference in the lives of children and being able to share. And, uh, I had a little girl, I think it was last week, who came up to my booth and and she says, I just came over here to tell you that I bought Babbling Betty and I really liked your book. So it really made me feel good that somebody took the time to actually come see me with her parent and uh, tell me that. So I was happy about that.
0: That's awesome. I thought for sure you were going to say your favorite was the great caper of to- uh, toilet paper.
1: Well, that one's good, too. And it's uh, it's. You know, it's kind of one of those things you have a lot of favorites, you know, I liked that one, too, because it it uh, uses rhyming and uh, really talks about uh, theme related about hoarding and and those kind of things So it really teaches children about being greedy, trying to take advantage of other people. So that was a reason why I wrote that book. And I actually had a publisher one time tell me, take off the 2020. I'm like, no, that's important. <laughs> and so, and so, later on, I did publish it to a different publisher. and uh, I actually dedicated that to my grandson and, I actually saw him the other day in school. He didn't realize I was going to be there. And I actually uh, dedicated, had dedicated that book to him. And he was excited when I got to share it in his class uh, or in the library with his class. And he had no idea I was there. So he he really appreciated that.
0: You talked about right before we um, hopped on here, how you do a lot of different marketing and reading different places. How do you get, how do you get in touch with these places that you're able to do that?
1: Uh, Really just talking to the librarians and, you know, kind of building that person to person kind of interaction. And really just finding those resources is main thing. A lot of elementary schools, because there's so many things going on, they usually may may not uh, do an author visit. They may only do one a year or, or they may have uh, things uh, scheduled later on. So I always try to jump on the bandwagon early because you want to get on the calendar uh, to be able to do that. But it really is just about that. And, you know, I could probably do a lot more schools, but, you know, with all the other things that I'm doing, I try to, I'm trying to kind of limit myself to doing a couple in the spring and a couple in the fall, because I do other events, you know, I do craft events and markets and things like that. So I don't want to, I don't want to overtask myself, you know, uh, but at the same time. I go to daycares and and things like that, so I still want to share throughout the year with children, uh, whether it be virtually, whether it be uh, in person or whatever, you know, so, and I've done virtual author visits with a second grade class in Arizona, so.
0: I've noticed that, like, with a lot of your books, you have very important themes. What would you say is the most important theme that you've covered, or at least themes?
1: I think, well, I think really the bullying, that was uh, a big one because there's so many kids that are being bullied, but a lot of it, you know, uh, several of them are about moving and what it's like to, and of course, the bullying book also has themes about moving and being angry and things of that nature, change. So there's a really a lot of different themes in that book uh, when it comes to that for brains over brawn. But the the other ones, again, like I said, you know, the toilet paper caper was about greed and things like that. So you know, living on a military base, that's really about um, uh, a child who is in a foreign country and he's really telling another child what it's like to live on a military base, and what it's like to live in a foreign country. And then how throughout his life, uh, his parents influenced him into the military and things like that. And he got into the military later on. And so how that all came about. So it's kind of really turns around from him being young to him actually being old at the end and uh, being an adult and going in the military. So, and so that's how that came about. And I really write for every child and grandchild. I kind of work my way down the list. And I've got one that I'm working on in the fall uh, that I want to get done for my grandson. And he's going to be the author. I'm going to be the co-author. And then I'll have an illustrator. And so he'll actually get to do some of the promotions and things of that nature. So I'm excited about that. And he's excited. And we've got a really good story coming out. So I can't wait. And uh, you know, we already kind of looked on Amazon for some costumes already, and so I think it's going to be a fun book when it comes out.
0: Great. What what age group are you guys targeting?
1: We're actually going to be targeting like fourth and fifth grade. So it'll be a chapter book. It's just going to be a fun little book. Uh, it's about this kid that goes through some adventures and how he how he. Uh, Deals with it and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I really am. And I've, I've collaborated with my grandson on it. Uh, he's got the illustrations that he wants me to put in there and we've kind of been working on it and trying to get it ready. Uh, so hopefully uh, I've actually taken the order of the books that I have and, and kind of reversed it and put his in front. Uh, so his will be after Brains Over Brawn is obviously out. And uh, so that's the next book that I'm going to be putting out next. And then I've got two more that are lined up behind that, that are on my desk that I've already been pre-writing on. So so my goal is to at least get three of those done before the end of the year and then two more Kindles.
0: Wow, you're going to be busy. So what are some of the things that you plan on tackling um, with these next upcoming books?
1: Uh, well, one is actually going to be... Um, one has to do with uh kids that get into accidents and things of that nature uh so it's kind of about that and then um of course this other one is just a fun book with my grandson um and and it's you know i can't really tell you all the details but i can tell you that uh it's going to be a fun book. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the person who illustrates it. Uh, I had an illustrator, but she's she's just tied up right now. So I'm going to look for another illustrator and hopefully we'll get that going and uh, put that book out because chapter books are a little bit, they're longer, but they're a little easier to put together. I think sometimes because it's for me, it's just, you don't have to put as many illustrations in there, but with the, with the lower grades, I like to put a lot, pick a lot of pictures, but and then the chapter book, I don't want it to be all text. I've never been a all text kind of kid. So I like to see, you know, I like to, the child to look at the book and be able to find, uh, you know, find some pictures in there and things of that nature. So I did the same thing with Brains Over brawn. and tried to make it uh, this size, the five by eight. and uh, And really... The reason why I did this is uh, a lot of fifth graders and sixth graders, as I've taught them, um, you know, might want to stick it in their back pocket or in the book, book bags, you know, and uh, it's just easier to tote around than a big, giant book. And it's really designed for that way, you know
0: what's nice having those pictures in the older for the, like the fourth and fifth grade books is because a lot of moms read those books to their younger kids I know like I'm always reading like I'll read Little House in the Prairie and all of those type of books to my seven-year-old and my two four-year-olds and they get into them but they do get excited when I turn the page and they see a picture so I try to pick out the books that have the pictures because there's a little house in the prairie that has pictures and there's ones that don't
1: <laughs> that's true that's true yeah i'm just i'm a visual kind of person i i think that that's good to do that you know so at least for me you know so i'm hoping that the reader will like it too so that's my goal
0: what's your favorite age group to write for
1: i actually like writing i was a second grade teacher so i'm kind of partial to second grade Um, And I like the kindergartners, the first graders and second graders, because they're just so funny. They're still trying to figure out the difference between a statement and a question. And, you know, they'll come up with just the funniest things. You're like, well, what do you, you know, whatever you ask them a question they go, I had brownies for lunch today, you know, (laughs) it's just, you know, it's just off the wall kinds of things, you know, or like, uh, you know, just, it's, it's just precious. It really is. And, um, and I actually used a lot of those kind of things uh, when I did the problem is for my granddaughter, I. I actually recorded the dialogue um, in my text messages throughout the year of things that she would say. And so when I made that dialogue, even though it's a very thick book, it's 104 pages. uh, It is very large, but she knows that every time she goes through that book, she can see the pictures and without even the text, she can tell you what's going to happen next, you know, and, and she'll, you know, she'll say detective Molly on the case, you know, and, and uh, you know, she'll go through there and I've had adults, I kid you not buy this book, And uh, read it to their homeschool children, and co-ops and stuff like that. So I was really excited that I had somebody from a co-op actually, uh, actually write on Amazon a you know a a little uh, review on it, which I was excited about. And and I've actually, believe it or not, I've sold more of those recently <laughs> uh, because it just people were like it. They liked it. So
0: I'm pretty big into the homeschool community. And that's probably where what I was thinking, you know, I'm going to have to recommend some of these books, especially the one that I have not looked over that brains over brawn one, but I think that's so important. And that might be something that I'll recommend to some of my homeschool groups that I'm part of. Um, very cool. Growing up, did you have a favorite children's book?
1: Well, my favorite really was Dr. Seuss. I just, I love Dr. Seuss books. I love to, you know, watch the shows on TV and I just, I got into those. And even at today, I still, when Dr. Seuss stuff comes on, I like those kind of things. It's just so much fun. And, and people don't realize how many books Dr. Seuss has actually written. You know, it's just amazing. Some of the books, you know, Green Eggs and Ham and some other ones, you know, and uh, I just, I I love them. I I love to watch the shows and, and it's just really cool. It's, you know, um, and like a kid asked me the day, are you famous? I'm like, I'm not, I'm only famous to my children and grandchildren. But if one child comes up to me and says, hey, I like your book, then I've done my job. Uh, not only for literacy reasons, but I also do it for legacy reasons that I want each child that I have and grandchild to have a book specifically dedicated to them and that they know is their book, you know, and it's about them. Um, And so that's what I do. And one of the books, uh, I have three sons and a daughter. And uh, my, my daughter actually illustrated I was just about for her brother, who is her second brother. And so she's the illustrator, and she dedicated it to her brother. So it's pretty cool.
0: That's so sweet. That's awesome. Well, I just I have really appreciated you being on here and all that you've shared. And um, just being able to share about the importance of the themes that you've ha- that you're writing about I think that is so incredibly important um, but I do have to ask one more question before you go is as a published author because I am not yet unless you count my nonfiction, but in the fiction world I am not yet a published author what advice would you give to us who have not yet published
1: Really, I would say, never give up. Um, You can do this. I mean, I have people in the last couple of years that have come up to me and they said, you know, I can't write a book. I'm like, yes, you can. You have experiences. You have, you write down in journals, you do those kind of things. So I think confidence is the big thing. Um, I never thought I'd get past the first book, honestly. And it's really just about determination um, and doing something every single day to help you get along and, and to be able to really go out and and, uh, and portray yourself. Really. It's all about relationships. I believe, you know, getting people to be interested in your book. You know, I get discouraged sometimes when I look on Amazon or I see, you know, these, you know, big numbers and stuff like that. But, but then I also sit back and I think about that's not the reason why I got into it. So one, you need to know what your why is. And two, you need to be able to think that you can do this. You can do this, and it's not as hard as you think. It's actually a lot easier now than it would have been when I was a teacher. Um, it's more. It was more difficult then, but now with self-publishing, the the doors are open. Really.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that advice. I love, I think that's my favorite part of doing this is hearing all the advice that you guys have. And everybody has something else that they really feel they took away. And that is just so incredibly awesome. But again, thank you so much. And do you guys have a title yet, or is there still, is it not yet a title for you and your grandson's book?
1: Uh, That one, I do have a title, but I'm going to wait on that (laughs) (laughs) because it's a surprise. I don't want to give it away.
0: Yeah, so we know we should be looking out for yes. it. Yes,
1: it's going to be a funny book. I think you're going to enjoy it, and uh, right. it'll ha- it'll actually have his name on it. I've talked to his parents about it, and they agreed it won't have his picture on the back, but it will have it will have his uh, you know his name on the book, and it'll be a, a book that he'll cherish, I think, forever.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you again so much. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Authors Alcove. We will be back next week on Wednesday where we will have a writer share yet another piece of work. Also every other Tuesday we do learn from experts such as editors, marketing execs, book cover artists, illustrators, and more. If you are interested in being a guest on our show, feel free to go to AuthorsAlcove.com, go to the podcast tab, and then click on Be a Guest. If you're looking for a healed heart, hop on over to our sister podcast, Strength, Love, and Healing with Authors Alcove. You can find that on Spotify and the Apple podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a great day.